Hello and welcome to Yumi and the Economy. After replacing the 65-year-old planning commission with Niti Aayog, the next target are the planning boards at state level. At the same time, the FM is using Hanuman analogy to implore industry to start investing. Though the example was about Hanuman being reminded of his strength, Nirmala Sitaraman seemed to be on the verge of tears at the aloofness of the industrialist, refraining from investments despite getting so many tax benefits. All this is happening while India slips down further in the Human Development Index. My name is Kavita Kabir and here is your weekly roundup of economy and finance. After dismantling the planning commission at the central level and replacing the same with a think tank Niti Aayog, now efforts are on to rein in the states. The plan is to handhold each state to set up similar bodies replacing their planning boards. This is yet another attempt to flatten the federal structure and bulldoze the whims of the center. Development tends to be more inclusive and equitable when states have more powers in fiscal matters and for some time it is being taken away by the union government bit by bit. First the GST, then the central aided schemes, tax sharing ratio, many things were deployed for this purpose. And now there's a plan to dismantle the state planning boards. It is largely the BJP ruled states that have expressed interest so far but who else will toe the line is something which we will have to wait and watch The finance minister is using the Hanuman analogy to literally implore industry to start investing Is it like Hanuman you don't believe in your own capacity in your own strength and there got to be someone standing next to you and say you're Hanuman and do it These are the words of our finance minister as she literally pleaded with the Indian industrialist to invest. She was heard imploring, "I would equally want to know from the Indian industry why they are hesitant to invest. We will do everything to get the industry to invest here, but I want to hear from the India Inc. What's stopping you?" And she went on to count all the things the government has done to draw them into investing. from the massive slash in corporate taxes that amounted to near 3 lakh crore over the last 3 years to the production linked incentives but as was predicted by several economists the idea of making life easier for corporates and hoping they would lift the economy was fundamentally flawed at a time when we needed to invest in the people so as to lift consumer demand and thereby the economy from below our government put its faith in the corporates Professor Surajit Majumdar says that if we look at the index of industrial production even before the pandemic the growth was much slower despite all the concessions to the corporates and the tax cuts the private corporate sector has been on a strike and has refused to invest seems like they're masquerading as hanuman Even as the industry has clearly not kept up their end of the deal and have refused to invest, the government of course reiterated its commitment that it is there only to serve the interest of the corporates. The finance minister earlier this month said that the government is committed to privatize PSU enterprises and push banking sector reforms. She said the initial public offering of Life Insurance Corporation of India has shown that the government is committed to the process of disinvestment. The government will go ahead with the banking sector reforms as well. Her 21-22 budget promise is privatization of two PSU banks along with one general insurance company. 
the effects of the thinner footprint of public services show on the access to healthcare on education in our human development index etc but none of these seem to deter the focus of the government in serving the corporates by promising further sale of the public sector all this is taking place as india's place in the human development index slips further The UNDP released the Human Development Index last week and there is cause for alarm. The annual rate of progress in the Human Development Index which had increased from 0.7% in the 90s to 0.8% in the first decade of the millennium has halved. India has slipped in its global ranking from 129 in 2019 to 131 in 2020 and to 132 in 2021-22. While the media celebrates Adani's ranking in the list of the wealthiest, we won't see the decline in our development index. The HDI has three dimensions. Again, while the very high, high, medium and low human development index countries have only witnessed a decrease in the health index, we have seen a disturbing decline in all three dimensions. But sadly, we can so easily be distracted from such pressing matters by next communal and divisive agenda put on our table by the regime. Reliance Industries Limited announced a fresh capital investment of rupees 75000 crore in its oil to chemical business. As announced in its 45th annual general meeting, this capital is going to be invested in the next 5 years to expand capacities in existing and new value chains of polyester, vinyl and new materials. For new materials, the company is planning to build India's first and world's largest carbon fiber manufacturing facility with a capacity of 20,000 MTPa. Carbon fiber composites are used for lightweight applications in mobility and renewable energy sector. With this new investment in oil to chemical business, Reliance Industries is planning to continue its profits from fossil fuel-based industries with no regard for the climate crisis that we are facing today. The big companies in the oil and gas sector are strategically shifting their focus from petrochemical energy products to more sophisticated petrochemicals and plastic manufacturing, which will give them a few more decades of profits. Instead of keeping fossil fuels in the ground, newer and innovative ways are being adopted by these big oil giants while ignoring the realities of global heating and the urgent need to move away from fossil fuels. An open letter by various scholars and civil society organizations is calling on the World Bank to cease supporting unchecked digital ID systems that enable surveillance, exclusion and discrimination. By implementing digital ID systems that are unchecked, untested and most importantly at odds with human rights, this high-level institution is not only risking the privacy of millions but setting a dangerous precedent for global decision makers. says the letter through its id4d program the world bank has helped establish new or upgrade existing digital id systems implemented by national governments often these systems use digitalized biometric data rely on a centralized model risking data breaches and consist of an ad hoc bundling of public and private services to keep the systems running often individual rights and privacy are disregarded along the way Poorly planned and implemented systems have severely affected human rights in India where the big ID system Aadhaar operates as a tool for exclusion disenfranchising almost 2 million people 
and in the Dominic Republic the digital ID system fueled the exclusion of people of Haitian descent from the civil registry read the letter with the link in the description below thank you for listening to this podcast for more news and analysis go to our website www.senfa.org and keep listening to yumi and the economy